And she is. Do not distract me. <laughs> You've gone through numerous sports. Football, no. darts. <laughs> Right? That's <laughs> Do you know what though? It does make me cringe a bit when I talk about myself like this. Well, why yeah. did you come on the pod? It's... This is what it's... <laughs> I thought we were just, we just going to talk about F1. No! <laughs> Do you know, I don't like to pick myself up. I am a sensational wing woman. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to get you a date tonight. <laughs> yes! Did you ask him about that? Uh, yeah. Off camera. Off camera. That would have been the best bit, wouldn't it? Why, what, what happened? I wouldn't know. No, I don't know Yeah, we might say some. You both potty mouths. I've heard the pod. Ladies and gents, welcome back to Pit Stop. It's a well, it's a gloomy day outside, but it's lovely in here because we have another guest on our podcast. We've been trying to get this person for uh, nearly two years. Yeah, it's been a long one. It's been a battle, but we finally made it happen. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, really excited for this one, Natalie Pinkham. Let's go. So happy you're finally here. With the Sky Sports <laughs> mug, yeah. Very Marquino. nice. Hello. Hi. How lovely to be here. How are you? You're in, in our your, flat. In your flat? <laughs> I can't believe this. What a setup. I know. I didn't I want mean, to tell Sky that it was our flat. <laughs> they thought it was a studio. I mean, it looks like a studio. Thank you. I mean, you, yeah, you've got, what more do you need? We try. What a setup. We you wouldn't just... believe how much we've tidied. You genuinely <laughs> wouldn't believe. I'm honoured. It looks spotless. Two, Can you come round and do mine, please? Two <laughs> bottles of bleach in that toilet Ew. I put down there. And we cleaned every, just, we don't do that for everyone else. I if I'd come yesterday. <laughs> it was awful. Just surprised you. That's it was true. awful. You've never cleaned the, we've never cleaned the middle toilet for anyone, but we never. for you, we have well, to clean is, the middle toilet. Well, that is, I mean, toilet. honestly... I am truly honoured. There you go. There you go. How are you? You're not I'm very good. well today, are you? I'm not. I'm a bit. Yeah, I'm a bit sort of bunged up, but I'm fine. Look, I've got my lemsip. Yeah. This genuinely is a tea. Well, it's a lemsip, but yeah. I want it to be well, a, a glass of wine. Tea. Can I please have a glass of wine after this? Of course you can. Do you course. have wine in well, this we got, flat? We got. No, we got Ferrari Trento, sparkling Delicious. wine. Delicious. Yeah, you love it, do you? <laughs> love it. <laughs> I spray it all over the flat. All right. Look, no we, we got a big party tonight, haven't we? We that, do. Yeah. We a have double got, date, as you call we it, have, which I like. You are my double date. How exciting is for that? For the Braun premiere. Who would have thought, eh? Uh, yeah, again. The honours just keep rolling in. I can't believe it. Of course, I'm going with you before, two. before, didn't it? In Vegas. It did. We saw you in Vegas. At the launch. Yeah. Of the, which, by the way, blew me away. There was over 200,000 people at the launch. Can you imagine I what know, it's going to be like for the race the next launch. week? Oh, my God. And you're going, yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't wait. They're predicting it's going to be the biggest sporting event in the world, ever. Wow. Oh That's my God. crazy. I mean, the Americans just do it bigger and better, don't they? They do, yeah. Because they, there's that massive it. eye thing that they've just built now. The sphere now. Yeah, what the is eye. <laughs> 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 I don't know what it is. What is it? It's called the sphere, I think. Right. Isn't it? Well, you two, where you two have been playing. It's, yeah, I see, oh yeah. Oh my God. Mm. Looks really cool. Oh God, I'm, we're not going. No, when do you fly out? Um, very sadly, I've got my auntie's funeral on Monday. Which is pretty brutal. She died when I was in Mexico, which was horrible because oh, I really know. wanted. To, I know. Um, yeah, it happened just before I went on air, and I was like, "Oh, oh brutal." No. Oh, Jesus. And I really wanted to see her before. I knew she was really poorly, and I really wanted to take my dad to see her before she died. But I didn't get back in time, so I was gutted. So yeah, sorry to change the mood. <laughs> but um, so her funeral's on Monday. Sky have been absolutely amazing and said that, and they've changed my flight so I can go straight after the wake rather than. Mm -hmm. So I'll go like Monday night. Hope that's a business class flight, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. I should coco. <laughs> but 
but what's it? No, well, I tell you what we do do now because costs are so prohibitive for for flights. We fly indirect because the growth of Formula One has been obviously astonishing. Mm -hmm. But one of the knock-on effects of that is that flights are so expensive. Yeah. And actually, we don't, you know, wherever possible, we've we have got to save money and and our carbon footprint. So we try to do it in the most efficient way possible, which isn't always easy, but. Mm. Um, I don't know how that's going to affect Monday. Oh, no, they have but I shall still come in hot, baby, to Vegas. <laughs> yes, I still intend, you know, if, if, actually, if my beautiful late auntie Mari taught me anything, it's to live life to the full. So I will get to Vegas, I Absolutely. promise, with my bells on. No, is that a, all bells? No, what's the word? What's it? Oh, okay. <laughs> my stick, bells on. That just stick your bells on. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> what's the expression I'm looking for? Come on, Jezza, help me. Bells and whistles. Bells and whistles. Bells. There we go. Is that what I meant? Is that it? No. I don't think that's it. Get your bells out, I think, is the yeah. Get your bells out. The no, that, does, that sounds dodgy as well. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, Vegas. I mean, we're not going to be there, but we're looking forward to watching it. Mm. It's on Saturday night, isn't it? I mean, can you think of anything more iconic than a Formula One car ragging it down the strip yeah. on a Saturday night in Vegas? It's going to be... The... I mean, it's just, yeah, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And you'll remember from last year, it was shaping up well then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, from what I've heard, Anthony Davidson told us he's driven it on the sim. It's apparently phenomenal. It's going to get very cold. <clears throat> so I'm really interested mm, to see how that. that will impact things. Um, and it's obviously a new surface as well. So there's, there's a lot of unknowns going there. So, yeah, it should be cool. I like the way you're holding that mug there, right in frame. Yeah. That'll be the there thumbnail, go. probably. I'm going to neck my limb sip and then wait for the uh, Ferrari Trento. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the cape, because oh, you just, I just, I almost forgot. The Natalie cake. very kindly brought, because it's my birthday about four days ago, yeah. and she brought me a cake. If, like me, you like to milk a birthday, draw it out for a good week, then um, that's good news because we can celebrate tonight. He, I'm gonna do he did really slice. milk it. He was away all weekend with his girlfriend, left me here on my own. It was oh. a sad time. Did, did you have a good birthday? It was really good, yeah. She treated me well. Where did you go? She's a good girl. She, uh, we just stayed in London, actually. Um, do you know the Carlton Tower in Knightsbridge? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Very fancy. Only because my granddad, so my granddad used to work there. <laughs> So it was nice for me to go and see like where oh, he used to work and that. That is actually really nostalgic and yeah, lovely. And it was lovely. Oh, we went out yeah. to that restaurant. You've actually you've met my girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. Um, she works. She works for. <laughs> <laughs> she works for F1 Experiences. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She sent me a photo. She was at an event with you. Um, In Japan. Yeah. 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 How lovely. Blonde I hair. remember. Yeah, How she lovely. says you were lovely. Oh. She didn't say you were a bitch, which is a good thing. Can you imagine? I know, that would have been... What did she <laughs> say was <laughs> happening at the time as well? Wasn't something happening back home for you with the kids going oh, the, swimming the or kids something? going swimming, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> well, have we heard about a story your where husband... you were trying to sort something back home whilst you were... Oh, my God. Okay, well, the, I mean, look, this is just, you know, the reality of being a working parent, isn't it? Um, they don't <laughs> know or care that you might be on air, they're like, where's my swimming costume? <laughs> and I felt so bad for Willow because I forgot that she had swimming on the day that I left for Japan and there was there were tears and because she got to school and didn't have the right kit oh, to go no. swimming. I know. And that is always mortifying, isn't it? As, yeah, a, yeah. as a little one. You're like, oh. Thank you very much for the So cake. that was a hashtag mum fail in that moment. But again, it's all these it's all these moments that bring you back to reality and remind you that, you know, your priority are kids and then you've got to fit working around it. How how is that with 
work and having kids in a family? Because I suppose a lot of people in your position, well, for, for a lot of, for most of your career, you didn't have kids. Mm. And you're always away. And yeah. So how, how do you find that balance? Do you know, um, I get asked it a lot. And Sorry, I think no, no, I really... Yeah, deliver the cake. Yeah. Do you want a fork? How am I going to eat and talk? I don't know. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, so I get asked that a lot because I think there's um, still a lot of people grappling with it. And the truth is there is no straightforward answer. And I think you have to sort of um, set your own expectations of yourself and people always go, oh, can you have it all? I suppose it's how you define all. Mm. Um, if all is lovely, supportive husband, two great kids and a job that I love, then yeah, that's that's great. But it doesn't mean that it's not without its effort and it's not without its guilt. I mean, yeah. I always feel mm. a lot of mum guilt because, you know, particularly my daughter, she, um, although she expresses it more than my son, but she really gets separation anxiety. You know, she, she hates it when I go away. How old is she? Seven. That's young. Um, and, and Wilf, I suppose, does as well. Um, I did a podcast with Georgie Thompson. Do you remember Georgie being on Sky F1? Back first year, 20, 2012. I recognise the name. Yeah. Georgie was my best friend at school. This is who you started with, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong girl. Yeah. Mm. She's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. She's literally like my oldest mate. Not oldest in terms of years. Don't worry, Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> oldest in length of friendship. 29. Uh, exactly. 29 forever. <laughs> and I was telling her on the podcast that, you know, uh, we had a difficult time at the beginning of this year with my son because he had a horrible back injury. He fractured his back mm. for an eight-year-old. I mean, it oh was like absolutely, like, devastating because he couldn't... Sport is his everything. That's all he does all day long, plays football. And um, that, I think, was the biggest moment for me because I was a bit poorly as well and I was thinking I can't you know what how how am I going to go and travel the world you know and be a decent mum to my kids and being the decent mum bit's the most important but I tell you what when I first got pregnant with Wilf I remember my the hardest conversation was telling Sky so I was thinking oh my god what's gonna happen (laughs) and I just remember that massive relief when they were like that's brilliant news Mm. and I went really of course like who would you be if you didn't become a mum? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll support you. And I was like, suddenly this massive weight off yeah. my mind. It was, it was amazing. And then a couple of girls came up to me in the paddock and I was like waddling down with my big belly. And um, a couple of girls said to me, oh, please keep keep going, keep going, because you're inspiring us that it, and telling us that it's okay to, to be a mum. And, you know, but yeah, the juggle's real, but it's fine. It's, it, it is what it is. And when it becomes too much, then I'll say... I've had an amazing time in Formula One and I'll move on. Uh, not see you later to the kids and stay with her. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> kids, it's been great, but I need to get back to work. It's been great, but if you could um, jog on with your dad, that'd be marvellous. <laughs> it seems like when you are home, though, you have a good laugh with the kids. We saw you went yeah. go ape and you've been... <laughs> yeah. I see the fun vids on your Instagram and it, yeah. it looks really nice when you spend been stalking. time stalking. I think... Yeah, I'm stalking. Yeah, I'm Pinkham, of course I'm stalking. Do you know what? I think as long as you're fully present when you are with them put the phone down, mm. like just totally immerse yourself. Cause look, there loads of my mates have got nine to five jobs where they travel and then they, so effectively they leave home at like half seven. They're not back to half seven at night. But when I'm not at a race, I'm there. Always there. Yeah. yeah. And right. honestly, Billy McGinty's our, our boss at Sky for one. He's got two kids, the same age as mine. Lasers has got two kids, the same age, age as mine. And so there's like a real empathy and an understanding. We, we, we've got each other's backs. Do they watch you on TV? 
Honestly, they're not that bothered about F1. Okay. They're football mad. Yeah. But they do, I mean, the first thing they ask is, how did Uncle Daniel do? Because Daniel is Wilfie's godfather. I was going to ask this. Because yeah. I saw the video on your Instagram. Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. And do you know what? There's the little story behind that is that we couldn't decide who to make godparents for our kids, right? And so we, we decided, my husband and I decided, we would wait six months and see who made the most effort with Wilf. Because sometimes you make godparents out of sort of legacy yeah. friends and then you kind of regret it. Yeah, yeah. They don't really care about the kid, you know. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt, he made the most effort. He'd be like, oh, can I can I come over? And I'm like, oh, actually, I'm not, I'm not there. No, I'm actually coming to see Wolf. <laughs> He's like, no way. I promise you, the man is just... Anything you think you know about Daniel and his kindness and his, you know, compassion. And obviously, we all know he's an incredible racer and a great lad and mm. like a good laugh. But it's the kindness I don't think a lot of people realise how deep that is. Where does this all come from? So what, what's your relationship like, though? Because I'm sure Daniel doesn't do this to, like, everyone else's kid in the paddock. No, 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 but uh, the, <laughs> the history of it is... So you guys are quite tight. He's, uh, he, um, no, but he and I started an F1 at the same time. Oh, uh, OK. And then, and I used to say to him, uh, no, uh, when I needed a ticket for my then boyfriend, now husband... Um, can you imagine if I said my then boyfriend, <laughs> my bit on the side? <laughs> I used to say to Daniel, "Which one?" Could I? Yeah. I used to say, um, "You know, Wiggy needs a ticket," and mm. he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, you can come with me." And then they hit it off, so it's almost like they're better mates than I am with him. Wow, what a cool person to have! I don't even think I have a good godfather. Mm, I don't know. If I Maybe do. you can be my godfather. Thank you. That is. Can that... I be your godfather when you have kids? Because I'd be a good one. He would be. He's oh. great with kids. I'm great with kids. I'm not the best. I yeah. He's really good with them. But why? But you're going to have your own as well? Well, maybe if I'm lucky enough to meet someone that would be silly enough to have kids with oh. me. Maybe tonight. Maybe at the maybe, brawn event. Maybe tonight maybe at the brawn event. You could help night. me pick an outfit there and everything. I, do you know, I don't like to pick myself up, but I am a sensational wing woman. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, because, you know, I have to live vicariously now. I've been married for so long. Mm. I'm going to get you a date tonight. <laughs> yes. And then maybe we can be the godparents of the children oh, that, that ensue oh, from yes. this relationship. Natalie there we send go. The now get ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, speaking about Formula One, we're going to dive into that as I take a bit more cake. I know. How are you managing to eat yeah. this cake? Have without... some. Right, Have yeah. some. I'm just storming it's it. I'm enjoying bit, listening. Bit, bit dry, but it's right. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, I didn't bake it myself. <laughs> you didn't? I hastened uh, Are you good at baking? Do you do much cooking at I home in that? I am terrible. I am honestly... Wiggy always calls the smoke alarm my... my basically the sign that I'm cooking. Because, you know, instead of setting a timer, they do beep, 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 beep. And they go, oh, Pinky's cooking again. I, I'm Honestly, I'm so bad. Mm. I really want to get good at it. But it's not You just happening. have to enjoy it, you know? Like you right? just have to you have to forget timings you have to forget all the stress right. and who you're cooking for yeah and just really embrace being in the kitchen is he really, a good cook really i'm not gonna it. lie he is a sensational cook like hey. to the point if we order meat like from the butchers and he like makes amazing Stop steaks it. yeah i love cooking mm. oh my god yeah, yeah for your birthday you got a new knife and chopping board didn't i you? did yeah that's Who's how you wrong? know he's a good cook for his birthday. He's getting utensils that, for the kitchen that is wow he doesn't i mean looking at the kitchen now it doesn't Shout at me that it's an amazing. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much going on. We just did everything. Yeah, we right, all the okay. You did a Monica from yeah. Friends and shoved everything in one cupboard. Everything. Everything. <laughs> <Close the door. laughs> 
Right, let's get back into yeah, you. Yeah, sorry, Formula Jesus. One, Formula One. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's start like at the start of your career because everyone. Oh God, you're not talking about my career, are you? Can't yeah, we talk about Formula we One? Just well, we'll go into F1. I, eventually. I actually find it really uncomfortable. Like normally, yeah. I'm the person asking the questions. Yeah, I know. And I find it really it's weird. But you have an amazing me. career because really? you've gone through numerous sports, football, and darts, <laughs> right? Darts, <laughs> cricket. Poker. We know everything. We know it all. Ish. Do you know what though? It does make me cringe a bit when I talk about myself like this. Yeah. Well, why it's... did you come on the pod? This is what it's <laughs> I, thought we just, I thought we were just going to talk about F1. No. <laughs> I think a lot of people who came from Drive to Survive obviously mm. know you as Natalie from F1. Mm. So, like, we just want to know what else you've done. The, the main reason I wanted to get you on, mm. and we both wanted to get you on, mm. is because we've met you at F1, we've seen you yeah. around, we see you as like the queen of the paddock. You're Stop always it. so happy, mm. upbeat and fun, but we wanted to know... The oh, backstory. The backstory, like, mm. like thinking right back to when you were at boarding school and that. Yeah. Was there a moment that you flicked and you went, you know, I want to be a presenter, or did someone, like, how did that happen? So I always knew that I wanted to work in telly, but I didn't know whether in front or behind the camera... And I suppose going in front of the camera is probably a confidence thing and understanding the industry a bit more. So I started behind. So I started as a runner, researcher, AP, assistant producer. On Ready, Steady, Cook. On Ready, Steady, mm. Cook. My my, first, one of my favourite shows. Yeah, I yeah. know, right? Um, and my first actual ever TV appearance was as a giant sausage. And the irony wasn't lost in the fact that I was actually a vegetarian. I am a vegetarian. <laughs> there, I come on as this giant sausage. Are we going to be able to find that online? I, do you know what? I hope Let we me can. know if you do. I will know. Um, oh, we'll put the clip in if we find it. And Ainsley Harriet was like, because I... It was Sausage Appreciation Week, which is like... <laughs> That's every week, eh? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, God. I walked straight into that one. Um, and Ainsley Harriet was like, OK, Mr. Sausage, get off set now. OK, Mr. Sausage... But I was milking it. I was like, da 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 <laughs> Loving the moment. Yes, I was like, I've made it. I'm on Ready, Steady, Cook. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I think, honestly, I just made really crap tea. So they promoted me out of the role of runner. Mm. Do not let that girl make you a cup of tea, you know. <laughs> so actually, not be. My <laughs> mum thought maybe I would learn to cook being on that show. No. But my mm. flatmates at the time, because I was living in London with a bunch of girls, and they were um, four of them were Virgin Air hostesses. Mm. So they used to come back and they go, which bag did you have on Ready Steady Cook this week? And I said, oh. It's a gourmet bag. <laughs> and I'd get all the ingredients because oh, really? they knew I was skint. So they would just give me all the ingredients. And, and the, the home ec lady was a mate of mine. So she used to give me all the pots and pans. And so you could, I've still actually in my drawer now, I've got a bunch of Le Creuset pans, which makes me look like a really good chef. But it's because I got them off Ready, Steady, Cook. If you don't use them, I'll have them. Don't use them. They're dusty. <laughs> they're about 400 quid in John Lewis. I, know, I was trying right? to buy some the other week. Yeah. So, yeah. Makes there, rates, maybe. There you go. You can have them. Thank you. So. <laughs> <laughs> My present to you. That's Late great. BD well, You've already got me a present. There you but. go. Yeah, we had some great. Yeah, we did. But I knew I wanted to work in sport. I mean, sports always been my passion. I love sports docs. Oh, my God. I love sports documentaries. Like the Beckham one. Yeah, I've watched them all. Yeah, that's if you've got a little Venn diagram of things that you both like, Wiggy and I both love a sports doc, so we just binge on everything. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, we've got nothing in common when it comes to telly. I've got no interest in true crime or Oh, he's a UFC true crime man. And, I, yeah, I ugh. love true crime and UFC. Ugh. Mm. Like you can hang out with him and Daniel then. When that's oh, no any day of the week. When they're trying to crack like a murder mystery on TV, that's my favourite. Oh, God. Why? Because I like to think that I could do it. I'll watch anything that is non-fiction. I won't watch fiction. 
Like like EastEnders. Uh, no, I won't watch any of that. Oh. <laughs> no, I'll watch. No, I'll watch non-fiction. So anything that's oh. happened, I will watch. Coronation Street. Never. Uh. <clears throat> because the thing is, to me, I just think the world is such an interesting place. I want to, apart from crime, I don't watch crime because it scares me too much. I don't David like Attenborough, then, is a bit of you. Yeah, but I think it's more just, I love, like, political drama, or, you know, like, anything that's a true story, mm-hmm. you know, is interesting to me. Like, I love biopics and love learning about people, but, um, yeah, anyway... Anyway, so, anyway. <laughs> so, so from Ready Steady Cook, yeah. where, was it, where was it after that? Oh my God, I can't remember that far back. <laughs> I just sort of flitted around a bit in terms of other sports and then, um, and then got this opportunity to work in F1 with, through uh, Five Live. Mm-hmm. So I never forget them ringing me up and saying, oh, do you, do you fancy being a pit lane reporter? And that was, I was the like, same, as, same story as Crofty, right? Wasn't he Five yeah, Live Yeah, well? he'd started there before me. So he... Mm. he and Ant were already there and uh, Ted and uh, Martin were already at the BBC doing F1 and so I came into the team with with Crofty and Ant and actually Karun did a bit he was still racing then but he did a bit with us in comms for Five Live so we all kind of knew each other and then when Sky got the rights I had actually worked as Martin Turner's who was the ex-boss of Sky F1 I'd worked as a runner for him at Sky Sports before, and I said, "Oh, can I come back?" and and um, yeah, it was great. It was just, it was brilliant because because it felt safe. And then of course I was working with Georgie as well, who was my best mate from school. Oh, okay. So it was like yeah. this dreamy kind of scenario where you get to travel the world with your best mate. I mean, ridiculous. So was it the same? How, how has F one changed since then? Oh, I mean, it's changed a lot. Um, obviously, a lot of. A lot of people have come and gone, but some, you know, a lot of people have also changed roles within it. And you've also gr- then grown up with drivers. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I remember interviewing Lando when he was 13 and sort of see how well he's done. It's just amazing. And mm. I feel it's great because you feel like you've gone on a bit of a journey with them. So, um, and it's the same for most of the drivers, you know, George, Alex, Charles. You know, they, they, they've all kind of come through the ranks and now they're just these superstars, which, you know, obviously is a lot down to Drive to Survive. What I love about Drive to Survive is that it kind of deifies and humanises them at the same time. So yeah. you see these lads with, you know, a hoodie and a backpack on walking through an airport. They wouldn't really get noticed normally. Mm. It's not like a rugby team where they're massive and so you look at them and they go, oh, that's the South African rugby team. They're units, you know. These are quite small, slight, young guys yeah. who kind of otherwise fairly anonymous and then they just go into this cockpit and become superheroes mm. that are risking everything in that moment and they just do something extraordinary yeah. that very very few people in the world can i mean there's only 20 of them for god's sake mm, that it's is crazy I mean, we like to believe that we could do it i'm sure you do um, given the chance <laughs> but we just know we're never going to get given the chance i'll see so. you on the sim later shall i yeah, <laughs> yeah which we're gonna i can't wait for that by the way yeah that's the leaderboard you did say to me over text as long as you beat michael italiano you'll be happy oh i love michael italiano he's just he's i mean sweetheart. he's just the dream isn't he what mm. a lovely guy yeah, michael yeah. italiano appreciation he is amazing he's a great dude yeah yeah how did you see it changing the paddock when drive survive started being filmed then because you must have been in the paddock filming yeah. there was only a certain amount of cameras around and then yeah, all of a sudden that's a good point actually i think drive to survive and sky uh ultimately work well together because more people that come in and, and love the sport because of Drive to Survive will ultimately then subscribe to Sky and, you know, want yeah. to watch all the races. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's just been incredible for the sport. And 
But yeah, there's always a buzz. And then the buzz sort of turned into slight paranoia because you were like, oh my God, They're that everywhere. microphone, did they hear that? Did they, oh, they, yeah, yeah. You panicked slightly about the you say. panic as well. But ultimately, if you're not doing anything wrong, then what are you scared of? I don't think we're ever doing anything right. We weren't even invited in last time we were in the paddock. We just kind of wormed our way in there. How did you get in then? Oh, we just... We have... We'll have to mute that. You definitely have to edit that out. Can you think of any, like, mishaps that you've had on TV? Because I could think of one, not with you. It wasn't really a mishap, but it was, oh, it was gnomes on TV. Oh, and I think gosh. she... Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She was, like, signalling to someone. And they just cut back to the <gasps> camera as she was doing it. And then she's been like this. Thing is, she is just the dream she's like amazing. she's gorgeous i adore her so she's so she's normally well she's so professional isn't she yeah so. no she's brilliant she's brilliant she's such a great addition to our team like a real asset and the, the fact that she was able just to come in and hit the ground running she wasn't phased by it i mean she said to me um god you know it's it's a lot you know there's a you because know, it is it's like you come into this whole world but she's just been gliding through it embraced she's, it she's yeah. amazing yeah, yeah she is brilliant. great um Oh my God, I've had so many little things like that happen. I remember presenting the Hockey World Cup for Sky a few years ago. And I love hockey. I used to play hockey. My grandpa played hockey for England. Like we're, we love jolly hockey sticks. Mm. Anyway, um, and the director said in my ear, okay, can we just rehearse what's going to happen after the break? And I was, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. So can, you, you're going to do a little demo and you're going to flick the ball to so-and-so and, -so and they're going to do that and they're going to discuss that. Da -da -da. So I said to my um, to my pundits you know my guests right this is what we're going to do and we did it and then I went but all of that after the break so if you can just get in position and then the producer went no 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 we're live now and I did all of that <sighs> oh, like but luckily I hadn't sworn or anything yeah yeah because like you two I can have a bit of a potty mouth sometimes yeah but you're just not allowed to where we can I've... say whatever the f we like because <laughs> this is our podcast <laughs> <laughs> and you can swear on here too no, it's okay no, don't, don't challenge me <laughs> you know it makes me laugh because my mum I've never heard my mum swear really or my dad I've never heard them swear ever and isn't that weird wow that's um, where I learned it my kids have heard me swear <laughs> <That's> nice <laughs> But when my mum, so my mum qualified late to be a barrister. She didn't do her law degree till she was 40. And when she had to, one of her first days in court, she had to read out a transcript from a, someone that had been arrested. And she had to say the C word in court oh, no. because it was transcript. Okay. And we just howled. I mean, we were like, <laughs> say it. And she went, no, I will not say it she was like, I know, will not because <laughs> my mum's so like she's such a sweet gorgeous woman and yeah. she's really well spoken and so my brother and I were just like oh my god I'd love to hear you swear but she never has I've never heard your mum swear actually no my really. mum would never swear his mum's a saint yeah, she's oh. an absolute diamond of a woman when you are on air yeah what can you hear in your ear Oh my God, what can't you hear in your ear? Is there just loads There's a going, lot on? going on? And do you know what? People ask, how do you kind of like decipher what you need? But you listen out for keywords. I, I mean, I thought I haven't mastered it. I think we're all works in progress. I don't think you, you ever really get there because someone can speak at the wrong time. It's a real art for a producer to speak at the right time to their presenter. Mm. So you can hear a count. So you can hear someone say, um, we're off air in 10, 9, 8. You can hear the director saying, right, we need to. Right, swivel round so you've got Red Bull behind you and you can hear your producer saying, move it on, ask a question about this or whatever. And then, of course, you're trying to talk to your... Trying to have a conversation yeah, at the same time. Yeah, and you're trying to be engaged with them and ask them legitimate questions based on their answer. I think that's the key, is that 
what we sometimes get wrong is we're thinking too much about the next question. We don't listen to their answer. I see that though. Like, mm. Not with you guys. I think you guys do it like amazingly well. But I, I see presenters, they ask one question, mm. they get an answer. And then the next question is just something completely different. They haven't yeah. listened to what they've said. Yeah. They just move on. Yeah. That, I mean, that is, that is genuinely such a basic thing to get right. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, why are you talking to them? Like, be involved in the conversation. Put mm. your notes down. Because you, ultimately, you know it's in here anyway. It's in here and it's in here. Like if you care about what you're talking about. Mm. Um, and so fully engage with someone. Have eye contact and engage with them. But the flip side of that, if, if somebody talks to you at the wrong time and you ultimately don't hear something they say, it's you're like... Oh. And that's why it's so important to get the levels right as well in your ears. So sound as... The sound department, you know, that you see... Yeah. Um, Hagey or Jim, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're like twizzling their knobs and you know trying to get it, <laughs> trying mm. to get it right. They get the levels wrong and you're screwed because also there's so much ambient noise. You mm. know, an engine fires up in a garage and you're like. So the microphone feeds going back through your ears, so you can. So, you so can yeah, and actually that's quite to. disconcerting if you can't hear yourself either. Yeah. Um, because you don't know how loud you'll be. Some people are like, stop shouting. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. That's a nightmare. People don't, at home don't realise actually no. what you hear in that. I, I know, because you also in... want to seem natural as well. You don't yeah. want to be like that. Mm. Yeah. So strange. I didn't realise until we were with Names and Guitar and she showed the um, earpiece and she was like, had a fitted earpiece. I didn't even know you were getting fed information in your ears. I, uh... So you don't necessarily get fed information. If there's a breaking story, like they'll say you know, there's a gearbox issue for so-and-so. You know, we'll give you yeah. stuff like that because obviously you can't look at your phone. Um, but what they'll do is like, if you say, say okay, I think the, the time when it's most relevant is probably at the front of the grid before a race. So there's a lot of noise on, on the grid. It's, can be quite hot as well and there's a lot going on and then you've got a couple of guests there and then you're throwing back to either Martin doing the grid walk or, you know, maybe Bernie, Collins or Rachel, you know, throwing somewhere in the pit lane. So that's when they're like, okay, move it on to Aston Martin now. And then they'll bring in like Mike Crack. I just want to say Mike Crack on your podcast. <laughs> we say that a lot. Mike Crack. <laughs> so immature. I love that name so much. So who's your favourite then to interview? Who's like the easiest person to talk to? Do you know what? Honestly, I, don't, I can't think of anyone who's hard to interview. Because I think, first of all, I think they want their message to be heard so and you're the conduit i think that's the most important thing to remember is that it's not about you it's about them and mm. it's about the fans and you're just the middle woman trying to relay that the message they want to to tell mm -hmm. and we also then have to ask the questions that we think the fans want asking without being too probing like i don't yeah. like it when people are know-it-alls and you know go straight in there. You've got to treat them like human beings because yeah. they are, you know, they're, yeah. they're world-class drivers being paid millions of pounds, but they're human beings at the end of the day with feelings like the rest of us. So mm. I think that's a nicer it. style of talking to people as well from like an interviewing point of view. If it's more personal rather yeah. than a question that's just ready to be thrown at someone that they're not going to want. I just don't know why you'd want to catch people out. Yeah. Now, don't be afraid to ask the difficult questions, but don't try and catch people out for the sake of it. Mm. Don't be a smart. No one likes a smart ass. No. Yeah. Talking about cutting stuff out of shows, you have the Sky Sports F1 podcast now. How much do you have to cut out when you do your reps with them? Because I um, watch them and I see them and I always think, I wonder what they're I cutting out. I don't know, out. actually. I don't know. Uh, I suppose it depends on you you guys in a room, you must have so many stories. It must just... Do you know, I'd love to make a podcast just of the production meetings. 
Because oh, I think yeah. that would be great content. Mm. Yeah. That would be great. Um, but that's mostly Crofty. Crofty loves a chat. I mean, you've yeah. had him on the podcast. Crofty yeah, loves a chat. Out. He loves a chat. He, <laughs> he loves really a does. Chat. Especially, yeah. I won't go there. And he's yeah, always he broadcasting, right? Yeah. So even if we're in the airport, like, you know, queuing up to get a drink or something, he's broadcasting to everyone. <laughs> Natalie's ordered the cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. Oh, no, he's brilliant. He's a great guy, yeah. We did him We did him last year, didn't we? Mm. Sky gave him him. We did Jensen as well with Sky. Brilliant. So you're like the third Sky guest now. Right. Oh, well. They've been good to us. I'm, I'm your plan C. <laughs> no. You, you nah, were plan A. You were plan I'm A. I'm joking. Yeah. You, need to, yeah. you need to get the rest of the team on. Who would you recommend? Who do you think would be great? a great laugh? Well, I think Bernie's just brilliant. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know she's softly spoken. You sort of have to tune into her accent because it's quite a strong accent. Mm. But once you get it, the stuff she says. <laughs> really? Oh, she's phenomenal. Like, she she speaks such sense, so she's quite measured. She doesn't just talk for the sake of it. She mm. makes each word count. And she tells you really valuable, interesting stuff. Like, it's real insight. But she's also just a great laugh. Yeah. I mean, I just nattered with her the whole way to Mexico. We sat next to each other. Mm. I saw you on a, on a story, actually. You were working out together. Oh, yeah, yeah. We trying to fight the old jet lag. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking oh. of your story. Yeah, oh, yeah, go on. I don't know if you want to go here or not, but yeah. I just I just wanted to know because it seems to me like you know very, very interesting people. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you? Like you were on holiday a couple months ago and there, there you are on the beach and the camera's panning around. Oh, there you go. She's with, I don't know who you're with. And then there's... Richard Branson, <laughs> just on the beach. Mr. Virgin. How on earth, how, how does that happen? So his daughter is a really good friend of mine. So Holly and Freddie, her husband, are sort of best friends with me and Wiggy. And our kids are the same age. So she has twins who are the same age as Wilf. Okay. Mm. So the four kids, so they've actually got three kids, but our, my two and her eldest two, the twins, are all like best mates. Wow. So they love each other. I mean, they really love each other. Because it's quite hard, I think, to find couples that the dynamic's good. Don't yeah, you think? Course, it's like, yeah, it's quite yeah. hard to find someone that the girls like each other, the boys like each other, and then the girl likes the boy and the girl likes the boy. Mm. And then the kids like each other. I mean, that's like bingo. Yeah. So they're a great family. They are a great family. And again, a bit like the Daniel reference, I think you only see a certain amount of the Bransons and there is so much depth to them as a family there's so much kindness there mm. they're doing so much good that they don't mm. actually ever tell the world about like they're just thoroughly decent human beings do you get free flights for life now <laughs> no 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 of course not God, I'd sack that relationship off in a heartbeat no that's really cool though because you don't really hear much about them to be honest are they no. quite a private family or I, th I think yeah they're private and they protect each other but I think it's, I don't know, something about our culture, isn't it? That we just, there's a lot of jealousy and weirdness and the yeah, people like to spin. Yeah. People like to trip people up and I, mean, I we, don't really we get are, that. But. We obviously are no, you know, me and Jake, we just do our thing. We're, we're not really anyone. But like even Stop we, it. obviously, we, we see stuff like that as well. We're everyone to someone. You're everyone That's to each true. other. Yeah, I'm my mother's son. That's what I am. Yeah. She's a great I'm, woman. I'm not your mother's son, but I have a mother. <laughs> It'd be weird if you were my mother's son, wouldn't it? I am your mother. You listen to me. Oh, it's going to be a good night. Stop all this mansplaining. No one's listening. Get the guitar, get the guitar. Tell me who gave you. It's a bit too high, my croaky voice. Get the drums up. Willow, Willow loves that song. That was amazing. Willow loves a bit of TikTok. 
Oh yeah, you TikTok I, TikTok. I am so crap at TikTok, <laughs> and Willows begs me to do it. Now we've got a bit of a policy: we don't like showing the kids' faces on social media. I don't know why. I think I just want to wait till they get a bit older, yeah. and then they can decide. That's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Willow, so what? Basically, Willow records all these little videos of herself on TikTok because she knows like all. Some of the music's a bit fruity. I've yeah. never seen you guys care? doing a Lips dance together. Red. Yeah, that's a bad Bitch, one. I said what I said. I'd rather be famous I listen to that in the shower. Yeah, me too, actually. But Willow <laughs> knows all the words. I'm like, Willow, she goes, I'm not, I'm not going to swear, mummy, but just for this. <laughs> anyway, I've got something like 350 drafts, because I say she can only save them in drafts on my phone. Yeah. I've got something between 350 and 400 drafts of little videos she's done. Oh my so I love it because I go away to races and oh, I just go really through the drafts and I see sweet. her doing a little... I saw you doing a dance with her. Well, because she makes me do it. She said, mm. okay, don't show my face, but let's do a little dance together. So she she tries to choreograph dances with me. That's sweet. Really cute, yeah. Growing up too quickly, though. Going back to, um, to like the start of you in Formula One, what was it like being i imagine one of few females yeah in the sport at the time what was it like then and how have you seen that change recently that's a very serious question yeah Thanks i know i had to bring it back you have a great like team now really though don't you oh, sky, sky sports so, have an amazing team so many some more great girls, girls and, uh, great guys in yeah there. and actually i'm just gonna Woo! <laughs> paint the town red God, we haven't had any drinks yet um, got all hot and bothered talking about you know being the only woman on the team um <laughs> Yeah, because it was weird, because obviously, um, so Rach has been involved with the team for a long time. She came in and covered my maternity leave, which was amazing. But then what happened was, because we kind of s split the role, it was either me or her. We weren't there together. Oh. And that's changed a bit now, because I do, um, I anchor when Simon's away. So then Rach and I at least get to go to races together. So that's been great. And then obviously Naomi's inclusion brilliant bernie's brilliant got jess behind the scenes now so there's more and more girls coming on we've got great um production side and coordination side which is you know got many more girls in it but honestly i remember back in the day literally just being the only girl and i, I didn't mind that but i do i, I do crave female company as well like yeah. i think same yeah. <laughs> yeah. One time? Yeah. No, it's, but I think that, like, that kind of balanced dynamic's so important in every workplace, but also social. And also, we've got to remember is that it's not just about work. You know, this is a lifestyle choice when you work in F1. You're away from your family a yeah. lot, so mm. you need quite a, um, a good mix in your team to balance things out. And I think the boys behave better now there's more girls as well. I can, yeah, I can vouch for that. I can indeed. But was there ever a time when you ever felt like, was it ever intimidating? Or not? I mean, I know you're quite, a, you know, very strong. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've obviously grew up with an older brother, um, and so Sam's always had a big influence on my life. Um, and we, you know, we sort of take the piss out of each other quite a lot. It's quite a sort of, I mean, my brother and husband when they get together, it is relentless. Just the crap they give me, mm. like, but it's good. <laughs> it's good for me. Yeah. You just take it, pinks. Like they just literally hammer me. Mm. But it's. I think it's important. It makes you kind of more robust. Um, but I think it's more. I think. I think the biggest, the biggest sort of trap that you can fall into as a, in as a woman, is trying to justify your position. So, one thing that I'm really aware of is that is not to fill my questions with the answer, if 
if that makes sense. Explain. Well, say, for example, I was interviewing you as a driver and I was to say, um, you know, you, you had a big off at term four. I mean, I, what I should just say to you is, just tell me about the off, like what actually happened. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we feel the need to prove that we know what we're doing and know what we're saying. We know what we're talking about and we're justifying why we're there. So Mm -hmm. we say, well, you know, three years ago at the British Grand Prix, you had an off at term four as well. Was that a similar, because all you're doing then is trying to show off your knowledge, but actually what you should do is have the strength of your convictions and the confidence to say, well, I'm here because I deserve to be. Mm -hmm. I've worked hard, I belong here. And I'll just ask a simple question. Also, you've got to be able to give your um, your driver somewhere to go. So don't don't just like answer your own question because you're mm. like that. What am I going to say? You've yeah. said it all. You know. Again, don't be a smart ass. Wow. Sounds like a lot of hard. Like the job sounds harder than I thought it was. I think we. I think I probably overthink it. I think most girls do. I think that's something that we we have to. Like yeah. you, you do overthink it, but. Or maybe it's just my excuse for not asking intelligent questions. <laughs> I will that's, say that's none excuse. of that ever comes across on TV. Like, really? I, yeah, you, you guys are insane on TV. Like, even that us is... doing the pod here in our flat, yeah. no one's here, it's easy. Yeah. Like, it, this this is seen as easy and I find it hard. And you guys are doing it there with, you know, all the people in the paddock walking around. Well, that's the thing. People tell us, like, we should go live. We should do more oh, live stuff. Live. No, Why? you guys, you, oh, like, what you do live. is untouchable. We could never, no, ever. No, of course you ever. can. We say, we say too much like it no but that's okay and i think that's the other thing i don't think people want it to be polished i think people quite like being reminded i think the fans it's a live environment the fans don't want it polished no. i think you know whoever's running f1 they obviously they have to be careful you know yeah of course but i think you just you have to trust yourself that you're not going to say something terrible you're not going to stitch anyone up you're not going to upset anyone it's not in your nature mm. so just back yourself to and I think people love it. I think if we went live, it would be very similar to when you hosted Wings for Life. Do you remember that? What happened? Well, it was just great fun. That's like fun live. Oh, it was <laughs> great. Do you remember when you it hosted Wings for I'm Life? I'm thinking, where's this going? No, what no, did no, I do? Going, <laughs> just anything goes at Wings for Life. It was good Does fun. Does it? It was so good the fun first time watch. that we had met you, I think, wasn't it? That was it? the first time we met Not you. Not this year, yeah. last year. Was I doing year. it with lasers? Yeah, and Jim yeah. McCary. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. our first experience of seeing like you and yeah. Lays and B together. Oh, oh really? In person. And it was, you yeah. know, it wasn't, it was, it was quite loose. It was nice. Was it? Ish compared to what you see on TV. Really? Yeah, it was. There was a few jokes well, going around. Right. Always are quite loose, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Thing is, I don't actually get to present very much with lasers. Like we don't co-present stuff together very often, so it's mm. quite fun with you. And what I always say to him is that I wish the world could see more of his real personality he's very polished he's technically very good presenter he's such a good presenter like he's just so good at deciphering information and you know he's a very bright guy oh there's he takes no script a lot. is there he just no, straight off the I know, and that's the thing is that but that's been great a great learning curve for me because there is no autocue there is no script I mean the running order goes out the window you just have to think on your feet and you have to but that what a brilliant way to learn live tv you mm. sink or swim you've got to get on with it true but sometimes he is just so funny and literally has me doubled over i go get this on telly it's so funny yeah. like I, I want people to see more of that well maybe they can we've had a big idea for a long time haven't we that we really want to do with sky where we travel everywhere and bring everyone yeah maybe. so now that we've got you maybe yeah. we've got time to pitch it. Flat. <laughs> we'll do the pitch you've got now as we'll well we're gonna have to <laughs> oh, no, we no, actually no. do have a <laughs> I read on your Wikipedia that you have... Do you believe Wikipedia? 
Sometimes. Oh, we yeah. have to do our research Somehow, you could just ring me. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> so it says here, right, that Come you on. are internationally renowned. Oh, here we go. I know what you're going to say. Expert at recognising slow down audio recordings of people's voices. Okay, so you clearly don't listen to F1 Nation podcasts then? Well, a couple of times, but uh, not religiously. So what happened in the summer? I don't know who I added... I only listen to Sky Sports F1 sure, podcasts. Sure, so yeah. sure, sure. Good, good recovery. <laughs> um, I don't know who added that to my Wikipedia page, but what happened in the summer was we did a series of pods, me, Damon and Tom Clarkson, and the idea was that um, it was there was like a quiz... And they took all the voices of all the drivers. And I don't know why, but I was amazing at it. And, da- and like, I'm getting them all. And Damon was like, how the hell? I don't, even, I don't even know. And it just became so stupid. I was laughing so much. Damon, did, anyway, Damon didn't get any of them right. And at the very end, they went, said, Damon, you'll definitely get this one. They played it to him. And he was like, no clue. And he went, it's you, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> to recognise his well, own Well, I'm glad voice. I didn't do it now because it's already been done. There you go. Well, you're internationally renowned for that. What a statement. Yeah. And now you might also be internationally renowned for setting oh, the fastest no. lap on the pit oh. stop leaderboard. First person to do it in heels, we should add. Well, you could take them off, but it does make it more fun. Nah, leave them on, I reckon. Oh, Michael. Well, I mean, listen, I need an excuse, don't I? If I don't beat Michael. True, true. Which I won't, by the way, Michael. <laughs> have you have you driven fast before? So, actually, I did drive gnomes once at something, and she was like, you're not bad. I was like, I think, you went, I think she went in with very low expectations. Mm. I once, d- I did actually get my racing license years ago. Oh, you've got your racing license? No, 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 no. Like, you have to refresh it, don't you? And I haven't. And I was so pumped about getting my racing license. I was just so, like, buzzing. I just left Silverstone, got back into my little <laughs> mini and reversed it into the car behind. <laughs> <laughs> no. Smashed up the car behind in the car park. I was like... <laughs> Do you know what, though? There's something to be said for that, because we had Oscar Piastri here, one yeah. of our first guests. Oh, and right, he, name dropper. Yeah, I know. And he, uh, he's on the board. <laughs> he was top. Um, he can't park his car. Yeah, he's awful. He, well, I mean, you know, when do you need to do that in Formula it, One? True. He was driving a Mini. Uh, I mean, first I expected to come in like a McLaren. I thought, this guy's going to roll up. He yeah. was driving a Mini. No, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And he parks across like two. <laughs> Stop it! Parking he did. Bins. He did. I was like, "Are you going to straighten He's it up?" He's probably just used to dropping his keys and someone parks <laughs> the door in his No worries, sir. We'll do it straight away. Do you know what? <laughs> Can I just say what a level-headed, mature, unbelievably he calm amazing. man he is? Oh. He's. He's astonishing. He's it's amazing. like I think a lot of that has to go. I mean, look, obviously that's that's innate in his DNA, but. I think Mark and Ann Webber have done an amazing job with him. For sure. Because he's what he's been really smart at is not making too much noise away from the racetrack. He's just got on and learned yeah. in what was a really difficult car at the beginning of the mm. year. And like just just gathering experience. He's, he's been amazing. He's got great foundations with Mark and his girlfriend yeah. that he's yeah. been with for ages. Yeah. 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 He's we thought about when he came here compared to some well, Everyone's been amazing, but him specifically, he was so focused. Yeah. We saw a different breed he, of driver almost. He'd he come here before he, he had even raced. So we got him right between, just yeah. as he joined McLaren. Right. So just after the Alpine stuff. After all the scandal at Alpine. And, uh, and they let us... Did you ask him about that? Uh, yeah. Off camera. Off camera. Off camera. I don't know if the yeah. real answer can that go That would have been camera. the best bit, wouldn't it? I know, I know. But um, Why, what, what happened? I wouldn't know. No, I don't know either. <laughs> 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 do, do the, the same, same do the 
<laughs> oh my god, worry, guys. Um, I just can we make it up? Natalie Pinkham is on our bloody oh! sim. In the heels, oh, too. Wearing the, look at those bad boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, there oh, she goes. No. Oh, God. Oh. She's off the track. I mean, you've, oh. you've run this track before, haven't you? Yes, many times. So you know where you're going. Ah, heartbreaking. <laughs> we need Crofty here, don't we? Yeah. Let's like, put some lyrics. <laughs> Straight arming it all the way up to turn one. Heavy on the brakes. Turns in slightly early there. She Beautiful, actually. Didn't get an invalidated lap, though. That was quite nice, yeah. Natalie. Nice. Final lap for Pinkers. Here she is. Do not distract me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty, it's actually a pretty solid lap, I must admit. Don't sound so surprised. Here we are, the final turn now of the Red Bull Ring in Austria. It's Natalie Pinkham. Come on! And she Let's is go. over the line. Yeah, girl! <laughs> Pinkers. Talk to me. You just done the lap. The pit stop fastest lap. Yeah, and? Where do you think you may have come on our leaderboard? <laughs> Out of interest. Pretty low. I saw, I won't lie, I saw a 115 was your first lap, but then you kind of stepped it up a little bit right. and you actually started to look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will say, you're not bottom. You're not bottom. Stop it. Yeah, you're not. I've beaten, beaten Michael You've Italiano. You've beaten Michael Stop Italiano it. by oh a thousand of a second. Stop it. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who'd have thought well, that would have happened? That is hilarious. Oh, look at that. How strange. He will never live that down. <laughs> that is it. You're never forgetting that, Italiano. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good, considering, you know, Michael, he's a big, strong guy. You yeah, know, he can wrestle yeah. that steering wheel yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, hey, listen, Michael, you're sh your shit. <laughs> All right, you're bad. <laughs> there you go, Natalie. There you are. You're quicker than Michael Italiano. Very impressive. What an achievement. I will not let him forget that. Greatest achievement to date, I'd say. I think it surely. is. Yeah, up there with the birth of my kids. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. The podcast, Natalie. Like I say, we've been trying for so long. So we're so happy to have you. No, honestly, guys, I've really enjoyed it. It's lovely to see where you both live in a kind of slightly stalkerish, creepy way. But (laughs) it's great. I'm very impressed how tidy it is. Um, And today is a great day, not just because I've come on your podcast for the first time, but it would have been Caroline Flack's birthday. And we had a bit of a breakthrough uh, yesterday because we were invited by number 10 to come and talk about the mental health epidemic in this country and the things that we could potentially do in her memory. Um, so it feel, it sort of feels fitting that um, we're able to talk about mental health now in a way that we perhaps haven't in yep, the past. Sure. But the big thing that I've learned over the last couple of years since losing her was that it's all well and good encouraging people to talk about mental health, but then if we don't have an answer for them and the support network and a pathway to recovery for them after they do that, then we're doing them a massive disservice. Mm -hmm. Because you're basically asking people to become incredibly vulnerable, and then what? And so um, we've got some really cool ideas that we're working on at the moment, and I just think hopefully she'll be looking down and feel proud of us for, for, for pushing ahead with that. And um, if we can create, I mean, one of them is an AI solution to mental health. Oh, wow. Because there's this huge, huge burden on the NHS, as we all know. Um, and actually, we, we spoke to Rishi Sunak's um, special advisor on health. And he said, look, one of Rishi's main issues is the 
the wait time for an ambulance for something like cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. And we said, well, look, if we can come in and make a difference in the mental health space, it's actually going to free up a lot of resource for yeah. other areas of medicine. Because mm. at the moment, I don't think they really know what to do with, say, a 15-year-old who comes into A&E having suicidal thoughts. They don't know what to do with them. Mm. And actually, coming into an incredibly stressful environment like A&E, if you're in that headspace... It's like the worst thing you can possibly yeah, for do. Sure, for sure, yeah. But then what else do you do? Mm. And so, um, yeah, I've got some really intelligent people working on this AI technology. And I know AI scares a lot of people. And, you know, there's a lack of trust at the moment. But if we can build it up slowly um, and then hopefully elevate it to deal with critical um, scenarios like suicide then mm. you know wow wouldn't that be an amazing breakthrough because it would take the pressure off because the problem is we don't have enough qualified trained regulated uh, professionals in that space to help yeah. with mental health so yeah. if we can t alleviate some of that pressure through an avatar for example i mean how amazing would it be if and frankly most kids want to work in that digital space anyway but how amazing would it be if, if, a, if a kid could develop an avatar that they could speak to any time, day or night about the way they feel. They could mould the avatar to someone that they felt represented by and relatable to. So based on gender, ethnicity, yeah. um, age, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, be able at three o'clock in the morning when they're having a panic attack, just be able to talk to someone that can actually calm them right down. It's really amazing. Yeah. So we're not there yet. It's a prototype stage, but it, you know, potentially it could be, it could be great. It's, it's complex, isn't it? Mental it health. Is, it's honestly. It's like, you know, you see people in A&E, broken arm, gash in their head, but like mental health, you don't see it. There's no, there's no physical manifestation. That's why you can't know how to fix it. Mm. And, and also, by the way, you get someone help. And that's, it, it's not necessarily a finite thing. It sometimes has to be managed for the rest of their lives. And hopefully that's a long life. But with Caroline, there was so much we didn't see. And, you know, we're her best mates and we didn't see it. And so, so much of it is hidden. But um, I've had tremendous support from Formula One, particularly Mercedes. Toto Wolf is passionate about this. Mm -hmm. um, and they've supported me with putting flax stock on. So we're going to do flat stock again. That's amazing. I saw that last year. Yeah, that's so really you cool. Come, come for that. We would absolutely, we would absolutely love, love to come. To be, be wicked to have you. Mm. So we have amazing support from the music world. People wanting to perform, and you know, I think they're quite creative types. They're much more open to talk about mental health, and we just want to create a safe space for people to come and enjoy themselves and have a cry, have a laugh, have a mm -hmm. dance. Yeah. yeah, it's cool that you're doing that because you don't have to do it. You know, you don't have to, but you clearly have a big passion for do it. Do you know what's so interesting? Because I feel I do. I feel like a sense of duty to her to yeah. do something but if i'm completely honest it's quite overwhelming yeah um because as you say the problem is is vast it's and, and you take a little peek inside that world and you realize oh my god this is this is a whole myriad of problems it's this huge web that needs untangling i, I was chatting to my mum on the way here because by the way it was about a two-hour drive to get here so yes, <laughs> i had the time to it's chat barely to london over here yeah, um, but Mum and I were both saying that we sort of we do because she works. She's she's a lawyer, but she works with a lot of very damaged children. So she she's about child welfare. So 
And she sometimes does feel quite exhausted because you want to give it your all. You want to make a difference in someone's life, and but you sort of come away feeling pretty drained. Yeah. And you have to keep some in reserve for your own kids and husband and family. But and yourself, well. yeah, and yeah. yourself because actually you're no use to anyone if you're ill and mm. um, or you're not quite there. So there's a lot of work to be done. I'm, I'm under no illusions that it's but it but it's worth doing. Yeah, and we'd love to get involved in any way that we can as yes. well for sure. We'd love to do please. That. Well, it starts by raising a toast to Flacky tonight on her birthday. We'll, we'll do that. that. 100% we'll do that. Thank you. And to end the, end the pod on a lighter note, I just want to be a bit cheeky and ask you, who's your favourite driver on the grid? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't say Ricardo either. Oh. Look, I genuinely get the giggles with Lando, and I don't know why. Mm. It's, it, it actually annoys me because I, you know, I try to be professional, but if I catch his eye at the wrong point, <laughs> I sort of have to look away and... Yeah think about you know sad things so that i don't get the giggles when i turn back i don't know why isn't it weird how certain people just he set has you that off? energy lando but he's, why he's guy. i don't want to be unprofessional because it's a, but he does make me laugh um but honestly people ask me this all the time there isn't anyone that i don't enjoy talking to again i just think you see how much they invest of themselves and you see the level of sacrifice okay yes they're very well paid to do what they do and they they're living the dream that mm. most young boys and girls would love to grow up to be a racing car driver but it's taken a lot to get to that yeah, point as yeah. well so um fernando you've been in the game love fernando, for fernando. A mm. i mean what a guy i think he's my he's my key guest like Is if he? there's anyone that i could dream of getting on that sofa it would be alonso, imagine fernando fernando. alonso on that sofa, well. i mean he's just got this aura about him hasn't he, he has, yeah he's, he's just, just got he's, a lovely energy and he he's, doesn't give a damn but he's cool i mean nothing is by chance with him though as in and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but as in he's he everything's considered so every answer he gives me in the pen or to rachel in the pen or to uh, you know he's thought about this mm. so you could ask him any question he won't necessarily answer your question he will bring it back to what he wants to tell you and the world <laughs> through that microphone all right there and he's so he's very measured he's a very clever guy yeah um and i just love this sort of renaissance with his career like he's just unbelievable isn't he i mean mm. that finish with checo in mexico doesn't even get me started crazy don't even get me started do you think <laughs> i've been saying this for a long time yeah put him in a red bull oh and he could go I know win a championship been this for a long time do you think do you think he could do that? i mean i don't i think that don't think there's anything he can't do mm. oh my god how have i not mentioned alex albon and george russell i um, there's so many drivers that I love. Alex Albon is literally the kindest bloke you could ever he meet. He's lovely, anyway. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. We he's, see him at the Wings for Life stuff all the time. He is just and his and his gorgeous girlfriend Lily. I mean, they are just mm. you know to be able to be perform at that level, they're like you know they're real sort of thinking athletes. Yeah. But they're just kind with it, and it's just yeah, they're a great example for young kids everywhere. I think. Well, there we go. What an episode. Especially, I didn't give you an answer, did I? No, no, really. I covered off half You've the You've done grid. a Fernando Alonso and just said what you wanted to say. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Natalie, thank you so much for coming oh. on the show. We have wanted to do this episode with you for, for so long. And it's amazing to hear everything you're working on, not just in Formula One, away from Formula One. And yeah, we'll definitely see you around. I'm so buzzing we did the app. Yeah. I'm buzzing you beat Michael. Just can't wait to go out and get hammered tonight. Though. Yeah, no, uh -oh. I know. I've got a wing woman. <laughs> By the way, I'm such a lightweight. I'll be such a cheap day. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, thank you for watching. Please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, rate it five stars, and we'll see you guys soon. Natalie, thank you so much. Woo Woo Thanks, guys. Amazing. Oh,
Oh, that was great. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.